You are listening to Spot On, a health and wellness podcast that breaks through the latest media headlines to provide you with accurate and usable information that is, well, spot on, spot on to meet your needs. I am your host, Dr. Joan Salji-Blake, a nutrition professor at Boston University and the author of the college textbook called Nutrition and You, which is used in colleges across the United States and abroad. Hi, Spot On listeners. Thank you so much for downloading our latest um, episode of Spot On. Unfortunately, there were some technical errors or technical problems with the recording in the beginning of this podcast episode. So if you could just bear with us, um, if the background noise eases as the episode continues. Thanks again. Take care. Bye. Thank you, Spot On listeners, for downloading this episode. Very, very serious one. Is your diet making you depressed? And what we're going to talk about is nutrition and mental health. And, you know, I wish I would have come up with this idea because it's fascinating, but I didn't. But luckily, my guest did. Uh, I'll introduce her in a moment, but she wrote an article on this, and I was fascinating reading it. And uh, one of the statistics in her article, and by the way, we're going to put this article up on the uh, Spot On Facebook page, was she uh, cited this uh, statistic that according to the American Psychological Association, they had a recent survey, potential long-term consequences of persistent stress and trauma, and of course, you know, look what happened during the pandemic, are particularly serious for our country, but mostly for the youngest individuals or the Gen Zs, which I thought was fascinating. And it went on to say that the Gen Zs are experiencing elevated stress and reporting symptoms of depression, much of it due to uncertainty of the future. So when I read this, I said, that is. So my guest today wrote that article, and, and the name is going to be familiar because it. I feel like every season we launch Spot On, somehow she's in a season because this is she does so much. Her name is Toby Amador, and she is a registered dietitian. She's also an adjunct professor at Teachers College and Hunter College of a Public our urban health. She is the founder of Toby Amador Nutrition in New York, and she is an expert on nutrition and food safety. She consults for everybody, individuals, restaurants, brand foods. She's written eight textbooks. I don't know when this women's, woman sleeps, but the latest one is the Family Immunity Cookbook, 101 Easy Recipes to Boost Health, and we'll also put a link to that on the spot on page. But you know, that's eight's not enough, so she went for nine. So she's got nine cookbooks. The next one coming out is Diabetes Create Your Plate Meal Prep Cookbook, 125 Delicious Plate Method Recipes. And you put that with 101 easy recipes and you have recipes for a whole year. So with that, I want to welcome my very good friend, my fabulous colleague, Toby Amador to Spot On. Hi, thanks again for having me back. Well, I want to tell you, thank you for writing this article. This was fascinating to me, Miss Amador, uh, you know, all about nutrition and mental health. And, you know, it's funny 
Toby, that when you think of nutrition, you think from the neck down, you know, like heart disease, cancer, diabetes, mm-hmm. or, but you don't think about nutrition from the neck up. And hello. There are, there are a lot of connections and there's a lot of research um, out there that there's certain things that you can eat or actually uh, minimize to help with various uh, mental disorders. Right. And, you know, none of us are saying, you know, what you eat is going to cure uh, mental disorders, but it could help, you know, with a team, with a team approach. Right, Toby? Absolutely. It can, there's, there's absolutely. And you'll see the recommendations. They're pretty much in line uh, with what, you know, is recommended for an overall healthy diet a little bit more with specific uh, vitamins and minerals, but we'll get into the foods with that. But it's not going to resolve it 100% at all. But, you know, you always want to work with a a health professional and have a team approach. And of course, um, this could just only help by doing, you know, the guidelines that we'll discuss. Right, right. You know, why why did you write this article? Because uh, it's so interesting. You know, something with my kids going back to school, um, they were home for a year and a half. And I realized that there was a lot of that going around, specifically anxiety and depression with school age and even older, my son's in college um, and and he had to come home and do a semester at home. And it certainly, you know, provoked some depression and anxiety. And then uh, personally too, I have anxiety and depression. Um, And so I, you know, I was interested in the topic and I've done research um, on it. In your article, very interesting, you talk about, again, and, and nutrition and mental health, and you say that that it's it's very more prevalent in like you know uh, teen late teens and twenties, and and I thought that's interesting that in younger people seem to have a bout of it. And when I think back, that was probably when I had the worst of it. Also, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I knew a lot of people, and it it's funny because nowadays I think it's not that it's necessarily more prevalent, but I think it's more being spoken about. Um, when I was younger was, oh my gosh, this is a terrible thing, but it's what I've come to realize over time. And what I'm so glad to see society is doing is it's okay to have this. It's okay, but let's get help so we can, you know, try to overcome it and see, you know, what are our barriers and what's causing us to, to have these feelings. Right. And you're right. It, I th- it was always there, but we didn't talk about it, because. Uh, but now we're smart enough to talk about it. So in this article um, about nutrition and mental health, you talk about depression, anxiety disorders, and uh, obsessive compulsive disorders. So let's go through these because it's all so, so interesting. Um, so depression, what, you know, I know what it is, but how does it defined? How do you define depression? So the American Psychiatric Association, they define depression as a common and serious medical illness that negatively affects how you feel, um, the way you think and the way you act. Um, And the symptoms can be from mild to severe, and it could be something like sadness, loss of interest in activities that you once enjoyed, uh, your appetite, you could be really, really hungry or really have no appetite, trouble sleeping um, either, or you're just sleeping too much, uh, loss of energy, fatigue, feeling that you're worthless or guilt all the time, difficulty concentrating, making decisions. Uh, it could be as bad as thoughts of suicide. So there are a lot of symptoms there. So again, it's really important if you feel something of that sort that you do go to seek help um, with a medical professional. 
And you know, in this article, Toby, you 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 cited that one in six individuals will experience depression in their lifetime. So basically, uh, you're sitting around the dinner table, like probably one of you, are, 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 you know, that's one of you are going to experience it. So this is really pretty pretty common. So. Tell me the link here. So what, like, vitamin deficiencies may, you know, cause a depression or feed into a depression? Well, there's uh, there are a couple of studies. Um, there was, you know, there are many studies actually on it, but there was a big review study in 2020 that really looked at the diet's impact uh, on depression, and it went through about uh, 20 studies. Um, and really what it showed that when someone really follows a healthful diet, um, like has enough fish in their diet, doesn't have those, I don't like saying processed foods, but those very high in added sugar and saturated fat type of foods. Um, and they have enough folic acid, magnesium, actually that's what was linked with a reduced risk of depression. Hmm. We're talking about, like, it sounds like a heart-healthy diet. Yeah, that's the whole thing here. So it's just another reason to eat healthy and really cut out those sweets and those candies and those, you know, cakes, cookies. Not saying that you shouldn't have them at all, but you shouldn't be having a box of them sitting down. You should be, you know, there are ways to make them healthier. I, I have a tremendous amount of recipes of any of these foods, you know, just in a healthy and tasty manner where you're, you're monitoring better the sugar and the saturated fat so you could still enjoy them. Um, but that's what the studies really, you know, looked at that the, the sweets, the high fat foods, the, the processed meats, um, that right, ultra processed, right? This is the old, right. right. The ultra, I think that's the best way to do it. The ultra processed ones is, you know, like having a lot of sausages and a lot of bacon, not saying that you can't have it once in a while, but when you have it on a regular basis, that increases, that increased the risk of, of depression. Right. You know, it's interesting, Kobe. So this, this latest book that you put out, you know, the immune, you know, uh, recipes for a healthy immune system, it sounds like these recipes would be good for mental health. Absolutely. They, they absolutely would be. Um, what I did in that book was, um, which actually, uh, was released end of 2021. Um, that one, I, ended up talking about foods that help with immunity and those have a lot of antioxidants. Um, and those actually are very good for anybody who wants to stay healthy. So it's just to keep your, your body healthy. So it would be good. And I reduced, there's not a lot of added sugar. There's a lot of fruits and vegetables because other research has actually shown to help treat and prevent depression. Again, it's not going to help treat it a hundred percent, but it can help contribute um, or, you know, help alleviate a little bit the symptoms, a lot of fruits and vegetables, fiber, fish, whole grains, legumes. Does it sound familiar? Yes. Right. You know, but that makes sense when you, when you say this now to me, Toby, that makes sense because if you're not eating healthfully, you've lost your appetite and you, and you're just not eating, of course that's going to affect your brain. I, I mean, you think about it. So if it's going to affect your brain, it affects your whole body and you're lethargic. I could see how it could feed into depression if your diet doesn't have being healthy. You're not giving it good fuel. And at the same time, you're you're maybe displacing foods with these ultra-processed sweets and treats that are lacking in the folic acid that, that you get in, in fruits and vegetables and other B vitamins. So, so when you say it to me like that, now it makes sense. I totally get it now. I got it. I'm, I'm glad. 
I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> Anx- I'm, in fact, I'm, I'm happier now just thinking about it. Anxiety disorders. Now, this is um, interesting. In this article, um, you said that anxiety disorders is the most common mental disorder and it affects close to 30% of adults some point in their lives. And I can only think, Toby, my goodness gracious, during the pandemic, I would say it's probably a higher percentage uh, based upon that that whole bad movie we went through. So I thought that is uh, uh, fascinating. So what is, like, what are some symptoms of an anxiety disorder? Oh, there are a lot of, like, like depression, there's a variety of symptoms, but it involves a constant worrying that really, and this is really what you're looking at. Does that constant worrying affect your daily life and daily activities? Like you're not going to dinner because you're so worried about something else going on, or does it affect your daily life in, in some manner that you can't do your, you know, what you usually do? Um, and it can be accompanied by some physical symptoms like feeling on edgy fatigue restlessness difficulty concentrating you can't sleep which by the way insomnia and anxiety insomnia also increased a tremendous amount during the pandemic as people were worried so much um and then muscle tension as well those, those are just some physical symptoms that that go along with it right i mean i know that you know when i'm chronically not getting enough sleep uh and tired you know, for for several days in a row, and so we can only think about during during the pandemic. You know, I'm so tired, Toby. If you said to me, "Do you want an apple or a banana?" I mean, that decision would overwhelm me. Like, I, you know, that's how tired I get. And so, we, so when you say this to me, you're sleep deprived. That can only feed into the anxiety and make you more anxious. And so it's it's just like a snowball. It just keeps going and going. It is. And then there's research that shows that people who don't sleep enough, they tend to make like you're not awake enough you you don't even care enough to make good healthy eating decisions so it, that snowballs on how you're choosing your foods that you're eating as well so it, it, i agree with you it's a very big snowball effect right and you know toby i'm thinking about this what you said and, and with that statistic that it this is really um being magnified more in gen z's and you know, history helps with wisdom. And, you know, you and I have been, we're, we're a little bit older than Gen Z's, wink, wink. Um, but we have more history like, oh, we've made it through that recession. And see, it all came out fine. And, you know, then years later, everything was booming. Or we made it through this and, and it was just fine. But when you're younger, you don't have that wisdom. You don't have that history to say you're going to rebound. So so if you're anxious thinking like, when is this going to end? When is this going to turn around? You know, being older, thank gosh, is the only thing that benefits being older in, in crow's feet is we have that history, right? Mm-hmm. No, I agree with you 100%. Because if take us back to that age, and we'd probably be the same way. Darn straight. And you know, you, you say, I mean, as parents, we always say to our children, like, don't worry about this. Okay, it's going to be okay. But they're like, no, this is like, the, you know, this is traumatic to me, but because they don't have the history. So you can only imagine, um, you know, when you have this uh, mental health, anxiety, depression, it's harder because they think they're not going to bounce back.
In the article, you said something about anxiety disorders, which I thought was fascinating, about omega-3s. So tell us about that. Um, Well, if you don't have enough, the research shows omega-3s and tryptophan. So you could think turkey for tryptophan. And if you're taking in too much caffeine, um, that can be linked to having, or it can exacerbate the anxiety disorders. Um, and there are studies that, that do show all these things. So, so omega-3s, we want to get omega-3s in our diet. And uh, what are good sources of omega-3s? So I like, I, I go food, I'm always food first. I think you are too. So I always try that and then I'll give you some supplementation. So omega-3s, um, there are different types of omega-3s. Um, there's the ALAs uh, and then there are the EPA and DHA. The EPA and DHA are the ones that are just better utilized in your body. Um, and those are found in fatty fish like salmon, tuna, sardines. So I like to get those, uh, the EPA and DHAs. So those are fish right. sources. Anchovies too, yeah. right? Um, I'm, I'm a big Caesar salad there person. There you go. So, so anchovies, anchovies okay. too. Yep. And then you have the ALAs, which actually... Um, they're converted into EPA and DHA. It's not as an efficient a process, but you can get those from flaxseed, from walnuts, from canola oil. So they're plant sources of that. Um, That's good for people that may not, you know, choose to eat animal foods, right? That's good. Right. But it's hard to get enough of your EPA and DHA that way. So what then um, some folks recommend, you know, like for me, example, I would say if you're not getting enough of the fatty fish, then why not look at a supplement? And so you can look at omega-3 supplements, just make sure it has EPA and DHA in it. Um, you can get find if you're vegetarian or vegan, they're algae sources of it. Yeah. So that's why I always like to say, you know, to mention that. And then that you do have um, other ones that are, um, you know, not algae sources, more from fish. And they're, those are readily available on, on the markets. So, so here we go again. We're back to the heart healthy diet. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. I mean, uh, you know, the omega-3s have so many different things. Those, you know, polyunsaturated fatty acids. Right. You know, the interesting about caffeine, because here we go again, some is good, but more may not be better. And we know that in, in your article, you mentioned that caffeine, you know, has, you know, uh, it's good, less cognitive decline. It keeps you a little bit more alert, but uh, too much is not good for anxiety, right? Yeah, too much can lead to trouble sleeping jitters. Also, your tummy could be irritable or you can feel distress. But we also have to remember that the dietary guidelines, the latest one, 2020 to 2025 dietary guidelines, the recommendation for caffeine intake was a max of 400 milligrams per day. Coffee, tea, caffeinated sodas, um, you know, that's where you're really getting chocolate. I mean, you shouldn't be eating that much, but those are really the the sodas and the coffee tea are where you're getting it from. So based on 400 milligrams per day max, that's three regular, not those mega Starbucks cups, <laughs> you know, three, three, eight ounce cups uh, a day of, of coffee, for example. So really you shouldn't be having more than that. Right. I think I looked up once like a, a Vente, you know, there's like a 24 ounce, uh, 
Starbucks or a coffee shop pretty much could get you near near that 400. I mean, that's how, you know, so we got to ratchet down our serving sizes there. So good. So some is good, more is not better. So sleep, uh, mega-3s, watch the caffeine for anxiety disorders. The last one, obsessive-compulsive disorder. First of all, can you explain what the heck that is? Yeah. <laughs> that's when you have recurring uninvited thoughts, which is considered an obsession, uh, that makes an individual feel driven to do something repeatedly. And that's a compulsion. Um, and so it could be, it could be something like I have to wash my hands every time I walk in the door or I have to turn the lock, you know, three times before I leave because to feel safe. So that's considered obsessive compulsion, uh, disorders. And it could be with, with checking on things, cleaning, hand washing, but it starts to interfere with the daily activity and your social interactions. Um, and those people with OCD really have difficulty disengaging from that obsessive thought or stopping the behavior that's very compulsive. But on, on a positive note, you said in this article, and again, we're going to put this article, it was in Today's Dietitian, and we're going to put it up on the spot on Facebook page. But you said you did a, a 2021 systematic review and examined 33 studies, and lifestyle in- interventions were shown to possibly help individuals with um, OCD, that, which I thought was fascinating. Yeah. And I mean, diet is certainly something that that can help as well. Um, the other research also shows that if you don't have enough vitamin D, which doctors check now your vitamin D status, um, vitamin B12, again, those omega-3 fats and even probiotics, they're saying, yeah, so then, you know, eat that yogurt or, you know, you could take those probiotics if you like, or there's numerous sources of probiotics that you can buy at the store, like foods with them. Um, so those are some other nutrients and vitamin D is found in milk or going outside, you know, the sunshine vitamin, vitamin B12 is found in animal foods. Again, your those omega-3s, which we spoke about, and then probiotics, any kind of yogurt would have, even Froyo would have probiotics in it. You know, we did a whole episode on probiotics and prebiotics in the last season of Spot On. And boy, uh, we're, this, is, this is something we're going to be covering forever because we're, we're growing more and more about that. But that, gut, that good gut bacteria seems, uh, uh, seems to be linked to a lot of wonderful ways if you're getting adequate amounts and variety to your health. You know, what you said about the vitamin D was interesting. That and you and what you said, Toby, you just said the sunshine vitamin, because you know, we know that you make vitamin D if you had adequate um sun, sun exposure. And you know, Toby, there's something about when you're having a bad day, you go outside, you go for a walk, the sun's out. Don't you feel better? Yeah, no, absolutely. There's something about the sun. And it's funny because when you're going outside, I know it's a little cold, but try to keep something exposed like your face, you know, just for even 15 minutes helps. Um, but yeah, the sun definitely can help, you know, try to go outside if you can when it's the warmest, if it's a cold day, you know, there always is a peak temperature and try to expose that's the skin needs to be exposed a little bit for the vitamin D to work. In Boston is about 30 minutes at 12 noon about it, but you know, then get outside at 12 noon in Boston during the winter. But, you know, fascinating, just an absolutely fascinating article. And, you know, uh, you know, this, I, again, Looking at your diet from the neck up, I, I'm I'm foolish to not have even thought about this. I thank you so much for writing an article about that. But basically, you know, your takeaways with, uh, you know, diet and, and mental health. So 
really, what are you, what are you saying here? I mean, really is diet does matter. And I think, you know, looking at the diet and decreasing um, those added sugars, just another reason why you should decrease added sugars, really pay attention to what you're eating, eat lots of fruits and vegetables, um, watch that caffeine. I mean, that's certainly something to think about. Um, the other thing that's really important is to really go see, get a treatment plan and you may need to see, have a team. You may need a therapist, a psychiatrist or psychologist, a registered dietitian for the food, you know, uh, whoever else you need to work with, um, in order to get the help and really get in front of it. Cause you, you know, there is a lot of help for people to help overcome these things. And, and we're very lucky to have that available to us now. You know, and Toby, I, I've been saying this since the whole thing, like, let's, let's find something good about the pandemic, or let's not waste a good pandemic. And what happened during the pandemic, which I think is the best, one of the best things that ever happened to healthcare was telehealth. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the fact, so for people with, you know, anxiety, depression, any kind of mental problems, disorders, can now just get online and meet with a therapist, you know, somebody that can help them, uh, a psychologist, a social worker, and a registered dietitian, nutritionist to help with the diet. So there's your team approach. And basically, you're, you're Zoom meeting away, so possibly eating and being treating to help reduce the risk of anxiety, depression, and other disorders. Terrific read, excellent read. Again, we're going to put this article on the Spot On Facebook page. Toby, thank you so much for even thinking about this, for writing about it. And that you did, this was a lot of work because there's a lot of research you had to go to, but thank goodness you did it because this really opened up all our eyes. I'm so glad. once again, Miss Toby Amador, uh, I want to thank you so much for coming on Spot On. Thank you so much for having me. Spot On is supported by the Boston University Sargent College's Master of Science degree in Nutrition program. Log on to bu.edu to learn more about this fabulous nutrition graduate program. Thank you for listening to Spot On. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This way you'll get every new episode every week. And by the way, leave us a nice review. And can you also like us on our Spot On Facebook page and suggest topics for future episodes? Please follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Joan Salgy Blake. And oh, by the way, can you send this episode to five of your friends? Do I ask a lot of you?